0: Hey everybody! Welcome to your unpaid therapist. Hello! Welcome to another episode of your unpaid therapist. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I didn't even get a donut. Oh,
1: oh that's, that's sexy though. Is I, like, I like it. I'm Valerie Milagros Ortiz.
0: I don't know. I am your host, Ali Kona. She's away. Ford. <laughs> this is your unpaid therapist. Shoo! Cha!
2: Shoo ba do ba do ba.
1: hello hello welcome to your unpaid therapist i am again valerie yes and i'm I'm ali kona (laughs) i was waiting for ortiz that's why there's like an awkward pause i'm like y'all and today we're with a childhood friend of mine Roxana. she's in the room you can see her what's up hey guys Rocky is in Florida and y'all I've known her since gosh how old middle school I was in middle school
2: school with my Um, sister and you were what like I how many years younger just one I was just yeah one one no two two grade wise it's two grade wise yeah but But we're in sixth grade with Karina I think right six so Mm -hmm. I met you when I was in fourth which is i was still in elementary yeah
1: and i was recently home and we were talking about the podcast and and you're gonna launch your own podcast and and you had like all these ideas yes that you're gonna be doing and we're having this conversation and by the way i you know i live in la and i go to florida twice a year if i'm lucky and then when i can get with my girlfriends it's like it's rare, especially during Christmas time, like, you know, everybody has their families and everybody's so busy. Yeah. And this was kind of a rare time where we got to spend a lot of time together and got to like girl talk and just like catch up and really dive deep. And we had such good conversation when we were talking about the podcast and you had said something and I remember writing it and you were like, cause we were talking about all the things and we're going to get into that. But actually, you know what? I'm a pause before we get into that. Let's get into our Never Have I Ever. Yes. So what we do, we have these cards, and we're going to Never Have I Ever it. We want to kind of it light and fun and yeah sassy before we get into the deep stuff so let's do it okay
0: i just want to point out that i felt the need to stretch and do this so you guys could see that i'm wearing a top <laughs> <laughs> so if you are only listening and you
1: aren't subscribed to the video shame just, on you she just did this body roll that y'all didn't Yay. see so
0: it's kind of hard to share okay cool so never have i ever um actually i'm gonna pick. Oh, how about right have you pick a color oh okay there we go here we go oh, here we go um, wait, wait, wait. there's pink a pink one. Hold on. let's throw a pink one in here uh just so you have variety of color yeah
2: all right do i'm you... gonna go with the yellow though
0: okay she's okay. gonna go yellow <laughs> i'm gonna let you read it okay. okay do you want to do this okay never, never have i ever worked, worked a nine, nine to five, five.
2: <laughs> I know. what what you guys have to say about that one (laughs) what's yours because i definitely have uh, what has uh, been your favorite
1: nine to five and your like least
2: favorite you're like so, oh, I don't. Probably the only favorite I had was like when I was a kid in high school, and that's because I worked with my best friend. Uh-huh. And we had a really small group of people. It was at Universal. Oh so, yeah. So you know, when you're a kid, it's just like I'm getting paid to hang out with my friends, and then yeah, you're right. like in this super cool place. So yeah, Universal. And then after that, I just I mean I had jobs because they pay you good money. And right. <laughs> what was the least favorite? Um. It's not that it was the least, but like, I, sales. I did sales for a long time is what I kept doing. But it was just because that's how you get paid the most, you know, mm-hmm. like I it just it was not suited to my personality. And that's what made it hard. But the job itself, it wasn't bad. It was mediocre. Yeah. yeah. I okay. think mediocre. Sometimes it's worse because there's no passion, you know, like. Ugh. yeah.
1: But. That's true. And the days just are long.
2: Yes. there's something about if there's passion behind it or you're having fun it makes everything pleasant it doesn't even matter you're just having a good time
1: yeah yeah and if you like the people too like sometimes I've had jobs where maybe it's not like my passion thing but like I like who I'm working with and the time goes fast and it's just like this Man, I'm doing this whatever the job is and I was like, but at least I like who I'm with. You know? I agree.
0: CQ, at least you I can look at. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. that's true. Um what about you? Um, I've never actually worked like the hours, nine to five, if that counts. Um, but definitely, yeah, as an artist, like you, half the time I'm gigging, the other half of the time I'm still working them side jobs. Yeah. So, um, best job. I mean, at the time I didn't like, it. I used to work at a place called Rum Jungle in Vegas, which was a nightclub at the Mandalay Bay. <laughs> I tell you, I jungle. So I, 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 I used to see some things. Okay. But, um, I used to go-go, and I danced in a cage that was 20 feet suspended in the air, and I used to get pulled up wow. by Pozan. Well, he was hot, let me tell you. <laughs> okay, so... You know, our little cages are suspended in the air, and the, the club always opened with Tarzan. He'd come out in a loincloth with a, a stick on fire, and he'd be like, it's dark in here. And then, oh, like, Lord. drum beats, and we'd be dancing. But when he wasn't Tarzan, he was in charge of, like, hoisting this up into the cage. So I'd be uh-huh. like, yes, pull me up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> uh, outside of my feet hurting, that was a good job. And then I was, I mean, Val knows I was a makeup artist for many years, mm-hmm. and... Fuck that man. Like it sounds fun and it was at first, but when you start dealing with women and what they're really insecure about, which is a lot mm. of times, place, they tend yeah. to be angry or fickle or just like really picky, and you're like, I'm gonna stab you in the eye
2: with this brush. Oh Shut my up! gosh. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's that's been my my
0: working experience. But did
2: you like doing the makeup? It was just the people, like if they could have like been asleep or busy doing something else, would it have been fun for you? You
0: know, it was the people, it was also knowing that, like, I was, uh, not to sound braggadocious, but I got paid really well, more than most. However, it's just something I happen to be good at. And so while I'm happening to be good at this one thing, there's this other thing I really want to be in life and I'm not that. So that was honestly a source of a lot of my misery, just feeling Mm -hmm. like a failure because I'm still doing makeup, not doing the thing, you know, mixed in with, yeah, some of the people were kind of awful. So, you know.
2: So it was a combination
0: yeah
1: yeah yeah um ooh, so same no particular like no actual nine to five mm-hmm. but like my very first job was selling cutco cutlery and it was sales oh wow but door to door listen let me tell you i don't work for cutco but their knives are the shit like <laughs> their their searing scissors are amazing they i cut- hear
0: sponsorship.
1: i know like, <laughs> You have to buy like the little kit uh-huh. to like you know show the people and like the the scissors cut like the around a penny like they're amazing and then they come apart so cleaning them like if you're cutting chicken or whatever super easy. All the knives, like they're just so good. Like I will sell me, sell y'all some cut code today. <laughs> like let's guarantee. So like really? you, I'm dead ass. Like you can send them back; they'll sharpen them for you. Cutco, you're selling me right now. <laughs> I've never heard of that. <laughs> like let me tell you, they will be on my registry when I get married one day again. <laughs> I am mm. like, somebody buy me this the knife set of the steak yeah. knife. I love that. Well, the funny part about that job, I did it with one of my girlfriends, and I didn't have a car, and, like, she did. So it's like, you're not supposed to actually do that with your friend, because you're essentially like competing against each other, but not really competing against each other. But, like, you both can't get a sale, but we didn't care. We were, we were just you're like, we oh, go to the house together. It was, it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um, and then I worked at Universal, but then that was performing, so I guess it doesn't count. But the Cutco Cutlery was
2: that's so funny i never knew that i thought that you just did like that it was acting and I was dancing and then i was like oh valerie has had the perfect life oh, yeah. <laughs> we and it was
1: funny, it was so funny. Oh, cool. yeah that's
2: awesome
0: yeah okay cool so i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna you go i don't you had a specific yeah, I'm gonna say, pile and i don't know if that's because it was yeah. on purpose it just they fell. it could be whatever i'm just gonna, oh i'm gonna grab
1: this one oh, okay calling to me Ooh, oh, I get never. I, that was kind of dramatic. <laughs> never have I ever had to call 911. Oh, that's like crazy. Almost. Oh, God. You're never. No,
0: I'm
1: i going to say no, no. I, And obviously, if it was a yes, I would have known. So no. OK, I've like been in an area where somebody else called and like there was a situation, but not me.
0: Okay. I've had oh, two situations. That, so okay. The f- second one's funny. The first one is, this happened recently, Val knows, I was at a stoplight and this girl passed out behind the wheel and crashed into me. Like she just passed out and I looked behind me and she was like, and I'm like, oh my God. And there was a guy next to her and like pedestrians were walking up, trying to wake her up. And he was just kind of like, there. And I'm like. I called 911 and of course I got put on hold. And Which, so, come on. Right. Like, I just saw something on
1: Instagram about that. Like somebody had like a number. Well, we can go deep into that.
0: 911 yeah. pops. I'm like, okay. I'm like, where's my phone? Hold on. Let me, like, let me. So I called 911. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I'll be holding this for the rest of the episode. No, no, um, no. no, no, no. Balance. Okay. So uh, I called 911. I was on hold. And then I asked the guy, I was like, Do you want me to send an ambulance? He's like, No. And I thought it was because, you know, ambulances are expensive. And then later on, I realized I was like, No, it's because she was either drunk or high and didn't want to get in trouble. And I was like, Oh, I should have called 911. You asshole. Right. So right. Like, but um, the second time, my dog called 911. Mm-hmm. Legit called 911. I don't know how she did it. My phone was unlocked. It was on the couch. I'm watching TV. She walked across me and my lap. And then I heard 911. How can I help you? And I was like,
1: oh shit. It's like, of course, when the doc calls, they pick up. Nobody goes on hold.
0: Like, what the tics. Yeah. But That's I was like, crazy. I hope they don't arrest me for wasting their time. I don't no.
2: know. Oh, oh my goodness. God. What about what you? you that was really crazy. So, um, no, same thing like Val. It's been more like Like I saw an accident happen and it was, you know, like someone was going down a ditch. We called, I was with Karina at the time. Um, Mm -hmm. So we called 911, like someone, we were at the mall and someone was same thing, but probably on drugs and was, yeah. So nothing, nothing personal. Yeah. But even
1: those are kind of like, you know, when you even do it for a stranger, it's like, right. So
2: rattled. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. Okay gonna
0: pick one okay wait never have i ever been in a relationship with more than one person no i have not that's a simple no yeah no boring yeah me neither <laughs>
2: you no no oh. no 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 that was like, <laughs> that was like <laughs> a little hesitation I think because at the time like there was with no I had still already broken up with the person, but you know, like that in between stage where they're still trying to be your friend, but you're like, no, we're not friends. So we're that's like Ross and Rachel, we were on a break. Right, right. It was more of that, but yeah, no, the lines were not blurred. So got it. Got <laughs> it. <laughs> One of y'all. I'm um, okay. Bye. Yay. That was our never have I ever.
1: Um, okay. So back to the thing that I read earlier that you had said um, when we were. Um, when I w- we were at Gotti's house and just chatting and you were like, and we were talking about all the things, right. And relationships. And, and you were like, you don't have to, um, l- uh, you can love someone, but you don't have to like them. And I, for whatever reason, that was like, don't, you know, um, and not, and somebody Girl, me too, me too. <laughs> right now, but I wrote it down at the, at the time. Cause I was just like, that's so true. And we kind of forget that. And that's a whole lesson on like boundaries and like how you could be nice to people and, and cordial and all the things. And I, and I can have love for you, but I, you, I don't need to like you, you, know? yeah. and you need to be in my space. Do you remember why you said that? Um, like what? And, and the other thing is we were coming up with, um, like if, if we were going to have, like, two words that, like, describe this. Actually, I want to ask this to you. Okay. okay. And so, at the time, um, because my two words were divorced and dating. Rocky got was grounded in, or I guess it doesn't have to be two words, but you were grounded in truth. Yeah. You had a couple words, something short to describe, like, what, and this is kind of putting you on the spot, so you can take your time. Yeah. Um, to, like, where you feel like you are in your life right now.
0: Ooh, um, take your time with that. It, are they supposed to be contradictive words, or are well, they can do- be
2: anything? Just like yeah. how you're feeling, like the vibe, like vibe check kind of thing.
0: Um, yeah. and just to give you another
1: idea, uh, for another friend of mine, um, hers was married and waiting because she's waiting to see if she's doing the other job. If she she's waiting to see if she can have a baby. You know, so that was hers. Um, her, you know, Kadi was at that time blended and complicated.
0: Um, what if mine's three or no, it could be three. Well, no, I mean, like there's a part of me that feels like in the flow. Okay. I like that. But sometimes stuck.
2: Mm. I'm stuck. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
2: Which is so wonderful because I think that one thing, which dude, like my kid, Uh, blows my mind she has taught me so freaking much like that comment that you just mentioned the I can love you and not like you like that was her she's Ah. like polarity like the thought like what you just said how can you be life really is polarity right like in all like first of all because our society was created on the foundation of productivity profit blah 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 which we're shifting you know after the pandemic you kind of start seeing more of community authenticity the mental health stuff So I think that learning to hold polarity, right, is so important because that is really how life is. Like you said, you can totally be in the flow and you're seeing like the direction, there's movement, excitement, Mm -hmm. but then at the same time, it's like, but wait, but over here, maybe this or this particular situation, I feel really stuck in it. And like, that is what life is constantly. Like Mm -hmm. you're always, you're, I don't want to say that you can't have it all. But it may not be at the same time, um, if that yeah. makes
0: sense. Well, you know, and the thing about that,
2: too, is
0: there's perception that some people have it all, all the time. Right. I've seen people like that, friends like that. And one of the great things that I love about this podcast, um, I'm not yet a public figure. Some people might know me, but people do know Val. So I think some it's people you know but still I think it's important because from a distance it's easy to look at somebody and be like well they're on tv and they still- <laughs> or even like you you're like I didn't know you had a yeah a- yeah. yeah yeah
1: yeah I think and I mean that 100 percent. and having these conversations because it's like like we've known each other since we were kids and I always say like you and your sis and like your whole family and it's like those are the people who knew you and who stuck with you through the highs and the lows to celebrate all the good things to like be on the other side of the phone and be like, don't give up. You've got this When Like all the sad things are going on. Um, but you're right. It's especially now with the socials and stuff. Like there's such, there's all these highlight reels and we don't dive into like the real shit and people get scared to be vulnerable and it's mm-hmm. getting better. A hundred percent. And I wanted to ask you Roxana, like, Because you kind of had your own shift and like you said, you, you know, you're going through a lot of things in your life and then you had that, and I don't know what that thing was for you, but then you started going, you know, following these different accounts and reading these books and that helped you, um, kind of shift like your mindset and the things that you were attracted to. And, um, what was that for you? Because, and then did you go to therapy? Because I was, when I sent you a voice text, I was like, it's called your unpaid therapist. And I was like, I don't know. Like, did you go to therapy? Have you gone to
2: a therapist? And if, I, yeah, just answer that. Like, it's. So I'm try to condense it so it doesn't go overboard. You know, I was raised pretty much so background, immigrant family, we're first generation Americans. It's not, no one tells you directly to your face, but it's very much like, prioritizing work, prioritizing material, right? Because we sacrifice so much. I'll be damned that you come to this country and you actually speak English and you make nothing out of yourself, right? right? So there was a part where we were praised for performance, if that makes sense, right? And then add to that religion, add to that, you know, just the the society that you grow up in. Um, and so I played the game. I played the game. I remember it's so funny. Cause I talked to my sister. I'm like, I remember really thinking like as a woman, I remember clearly I was in high school and I was like, I think I want to date now. And I was like, well, to date a man or a, a man, a guy, <laughs> you have to look a certain way. You have to like, there was, there was a, a checklist. Right. Uh-huh. So never did I think like, no, just be yourself. And like, people are going to like you. <laughs> Um, so there was very much a performance piece of me and my ego was so incredibly fragile. Like, like I, I wasn't vulnerable. Like even in my friendships, I played the role of the mama bear. Right. But I, but no one can be my mama bear because like, you can't see my pain. You can't like, I I just didn't think people were capable of holding space from, for me. So anyway, so fast forward. Um, You know, therapy's for crazy people. You don't go to therapy. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in my head, I felt like being, you know, we, we were praised also for being independent because that's a good thing, positive thing. And so I was like an adult, but a child, but I didn't know that. Right. But then till I had a child. And so I never intended to be a single parent. I thought I'm going to co-parent and this is going to be great. Like she's going to go two weeks with her dad and two weeks with me and life will continue on because I'm just so lovely. And you know, all kids love me. Like I literally remember when I had my baby shower, people were like, what advice do you have for Roxana?" And they're like, we don't know, she's the one we go to. We think she's great. Like yeah. kids love her, animals flock to her, which is really true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not to toot my own horn, but it has, it happens. Like I will, I used to go to the park to go, right? And like birds would just fly and sit next to me. That's or like crazy. Look, look. Ian, Ian and his school had like an outdoor movie night and like a little baby. And that had happened a few times. Just came to me, and the mom's like, I'm so sorry, she never does that. Aww. And so, I really was like, I got this, yeah, you know, everything up to that point. I had purchased a home, I was 23 at the time, so I had purchased a home, I had, you know, I was good. Um, I, did, I didn't want to go to you college, to you were
1: 23 and you have purchased, yeah, oh, okay,
2: we just gotta no. that there. Sorry <laughs> but- for the people in the back. But, and you know, but here's the sad part though, Val, like your blessing can also be a burden when it's not your desire. The reason in my head and my sister and I talked about this before, we're like, I remember she and I both saying like, okay, we need to buy a house before we're 25. And then like, I'm like, like where did that did- way? huh? Like, where did you get that from? That's what I'm about to tell you. So okay. then me and her talk, we're like, where did that even come from? Like, who yeah. thinks that way? And then we're like, Oh mom and dad because our parents really didn't understand the the american system so when you go back home back home when you have your property like that is something to stand on you know what i mean push come to shove something happens there is shelter for your family and you own your land and stuff you know not obviously you can here in america but you know taxes um either way I, in my head, it was like, that's an investment, not like what real investments are, you know? Like yeah. in my head, that was that was security. And so, and that meant that you did something with yourself. So mind you, the foundation of our childhood to a degree or our upbringing was based on abandoning yourself for the sake of what I tell you is acceptable and wonderful because I want to brag to my friends, right? So anyway, so mind you, had my kid. I like, oh my God. Yeah. I was in so, in like robot mode. Like I, like being the person, right. That had it all together. So I had finished school. So I went to school for skincare. Um, I had finished school. I was working two jobs. I had my sales job, but then I had like my skincare job. And yeah. I mean, you couldn't tell me nothing. I got it going on. I was, not, you know, I wasn't skinny. Great. I was good in my body. Which your um, blemish cream
1: that powder oh yeah that i sent you is a shit i'm telling That's you true. i still have so some and Gaddy was like how do you still have that you don't have to lose a lot but you put it on you your yeah you know you have a little white spots girl but that thing is gone overnight
2: all right continue thank you so okay. which is that right so like these are the parts of me that i suppressed i suppressed the part of me that was creative that love research that like making up products like Oh, Cause again, like who cares about that? Right? Like, no, that those are things you have to cultivate and we don't, they're not instant, right? I can't prove that, that uh, there's worth in that right now. Cause you could fail at that. So anyways, became a single parent. I was in robot mode. Didn't really know I was in robot mode because now I have to pay a house right now. I have a house. I have a car. I have daycare. I never even looked at the cost of daycare guys. It is a fucking mortgage. I don't know if I can curse. Sorry. (laughs) It was another mortgage. So now I'm like, oh my God. And then on top of that, this was really the kicker. Like kids are little bombs. <laughs> like, like we don't, we don't have rules and regulations and like like they're just like these ball of energies. And so they're gonna cry when they wanna cry, they're gonna dance when they wanna dance. They're they're just like they're beautiful, of course, but they're to my little perfect world, right? My little robot world that had that created this life that made me think I was the shit. Um, oh my god, it came to blow it up. Yeah. So Excuse me. Fast forward. I was in robot mode. Didn't even know it. My mom, my, one of my best friend's mom tapped me on my daughter's birthday and was like, she's like, I need to talk to you. Can we go outside? And I was like, sure. What's, you know, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And she's like, I hope you don't get offended by this, but I really think you need to go to therapy. (laughs) And I was like, and she's like, she's so sweet. And I'm so grateful to her because again, right? Therapy is for crazy people. So She's like, you know, Roxanne, I just want to share with you, which I had already known about her, but she had experienced a really big loss when she was younger. And she's like, you know, when that happened, I I didn't know what to do. And I, too, like, I see you and you're doing what I was doing at that time. And I had to go to therapy to be able to, like, manage life. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, thank you. I thought it was great that, you know, I'm like, well, that's very vulnerable of her to share. And. As I kind of started thinking about it, I was like, "Oh, I guess I am kind of on robot mode." Anyways, go to therapy, talk to the therapist, and I think at the time I didn't really know that I thought I was going crazy, like literally, like I thought that because like I t- I talked to my friends, so my sister already had booby, right? Like my nephew. Um, and she was like, yeah, I don't know what you're feeling. I had postpartum, didn't know it was postpartum. Um, I went to work six weeks after, right. Because like, whatever, I got this. And, um, and I was, I was just on robot mode. And then while this is happening, by the way, everybody's praising me. Like my sister pulled me over literally on the highway one time and was like, I'm so proud of you, girl. Mm -hmm. And I remember like her, like zooming off and I just started crying. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I was like, so people are happy when I'm falling apart. And uh-huh. so but they didn't know that they did, but they didn't. And so here goes the part where I'm about to get to what, what led me to this whole depth of looking into like mental health and blah, 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 blah. We live in a society vow that what is praised is positivity. We want to see the success to your point, but no one knows really the process and the work that it takes to get there. So my family blessed their beautiful heart. When I was crying for help, they thought I was joking. They thought, like, surely she's fine. She just needs sleep. Surely she just needs a little fun. She needs to go have a girl trip. This was far beyond a girl trip at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I don't blame them in any way. And at the time, I didn't know who else to go to because while I had created the Superwoman thing, I had no one to turn to. Mm-hmm. I am you, uh, what, so
1: what, how did you ask for help?
2: Like what, what did that look was like, like Um Roxana, Were you just straight I'm up? overwhelmed? Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm overwhelmed for me. I don't know if we can talk about this or not. You guys can edit it out if it's not appropriate, but I was like having suicidal ideation. And yeah. so I was like, I think I'm depressed. Like everything was, I think, right. Cause like also like when you are living a double life, you don't validate your experience cause your experience may not be true. Um, and so I was like, I think I'm depressed. There's moments I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. Like, and they were like, Well, what do you mean? Like, like I don't, like the other side looks really good. And so, mind you, my family didn't understand that. Like, they were like, she again, she needs a girl trip, she's tired. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't blame them. And even to this day, like in my doing my work, I realize when you are raised in trauma and in survival mode, you cannot entertain your pain. You have to keep it positive. You have to, because my God, if you even tap into like that hurt my feelings, you're gonna fall apart. Mm -hmm. So here I'm being vulnerable and they're just like, "I I don't know what to tell you. And even with my friends, my friends, um, I have a friend that her daughter is exactly six months before mine. And then the other one, I think her son was two years old. So I'm telling them, like, girl, did you feel this? when?" And none of them did because they had support. They were married or they had their boyfriend or, like, they had community, right? Like, all this stuff that when you're being two-faced, because that's what it was, um, I didn't have any of that. So yeah. little by little, actually a coworker of mine, bless her heart. I'm so grateful to her that she like would check in on me, which by the way, I was like, um, I don't even know you like that. Like, this is really weird. Like back away okay. and thank God that she didn't give a damn. But she um, was like, Roxana, everything, like I told her, right? I'm like, I, I, cause I felt so ashamed. I really was like, I'm going crazy and they're gonna know. Yeah. And she's like, girl, that's normal. And I was like, what do you mean? So she's older than me, right? So she um, is like, all my friends went through that. And then she shared, like, even, you know, not that you want worse things to happen to people, but it does let you know, like, you're not crazy. (laughs) So that was it. When she said that, it gave me, like, hope. Mm -hmm. But then it also, like, as I opened, again, the polarity thing, as I opened up to my feelings, that well put together has it all performing hundred percent at work, hundred percent here and there was now falling apart. I couldn't hold both of them at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And so it got to the point that I was just like, I, I, girl, I sold my house. I sold my house. I was like, F that, thank God for the house. It did end up being an investment because that money allowed me to create a, my other life. Right. But I I still was lost because I didn't have community. I, now I have all these feelings. No one else really, like, they're just like, whatever. You're That's your problem. Everyone else is living their life. And I'm just, now I'm a mom. And I'm responsible for this little being. So after that happened, boom, sell the house. I um, ended up moving in with my mom, which was really, again, shameful for me. Okay, like, this was like, you deep failure- <laughs> but it has been so incredible because i also think in that for the sake of being good we don't know our own ugly right we don't we're, we're we don't know yeah. our pain so what it caused me to do is as i now was like getting closer to my mom which i was always close to my parents and my sister but to see them through different lenses mm-hmm. and it was like oh boy oh. Then, oh, it gets so much better. Then I go to this other therapist and I, because I'm like, I, I looked at therapy as like, I'm going to fix myself, right? Because I'm broken. Mm-hmm. That's not the point of therapy. Surprisingly, okay. no one tells us this, but the point of therapy is to bring you back to you. So everything yeah. that you hide, every it's meant to help you unfold and get closer to your truth. But well, that's going to be a hot mess the, depending on the armor that you've built. Right. So. After going to her, right, I was going to her twice a week for quite a while. And then she goes on the final session. I remember that I wasn't a final because I chose not to go back. But she's like, you know, you might have Asperger's. And she's like, well, they don't call it Asperger's anymore. It's called ASD. It's being on the spectrum. And Mm -hmm. she's like, but girls uh, don't show Asperger's or ASD the same way that men do. Hmm. Oh, my freaking God. When she said that, I got home. She's like, you should do a little research. I broke down crying because never in my life had I realized that who I was was absolute. Like that, 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 um... That label, not that why do we need labels to verify or validate our experience, but apparently we do. That label explained literally my whole entire life. Like from being a kid, like I would like I would be so overwhelmed. I love learning. I'm very autodidactic, but I wasn't just like if you put me in the play yard to play with kids, like because there's no purpose in playing, I would be like, What are we doing? (laughs) <laughs> right? so I was strange, but I had to hide it cause I was ashamed. So yeah. if your life is, is, is founded on shame, when do you get to show up as you, the world was so scary to me. right? And so I was so accustomed, uh, like again, to playing that double life. So I give you happy Rocky, but I'm going to hide when she's sad or so isolation, it was show up isolation. And that was my game. Right. Mm-hmm. Anyways, that was very helpful she was like girl when we in after six months of seeing me twice a week for you know whatever um for an extended period of time you're gonna be a different person um and you're gonna eat through my savings so hell to the no yeah. well, to the therapist but i again am a nerd So I took it upon myself to like, I just went crazy. Mark Manson, uh, freaking John Demartini, and just like all these different people. uh, Gabor Mate, love him. And really delve deep into trying to learn about like the human psyche and like what are our needs as a community, like our individuality, our authenticity, vulnerability, communication, all these beautiful things that really embrace and allow us to connect to our humanity that I had no idea what they were while I'm now because the pandemic hit right now I'm a stay at home mom and I'm like also doing uh homeschool right which was like crazy for me uh-huh. So <laughs> that was
0: a journey.
2: again I don't think it's what I would have picked right because I was going to co-parent uh-huh. um, but I I feel like life set me up in a way that that part of me that yearned to be seen, that yearned to be loved, that yearned to be connected to, had to come out. Because you can't have a child that depends on you for everything, and then you're just, I mean, I guess you can be a butthole to your kid, but it hurts. <laughs> it does. Like, I remember my daughter had a dream one time. Well, she used to sleep with me when she was little, and she was like, ah! And I was like, what the hell is that? Well, mm-hmm. I used to tap her like this, like if she did something, you know? And I was like, I mean, I'm not hitting her, but it was like, oh my God, like these little beings, we don't know how to raise kids, guys. No, like no.
0: no, we're like scratching
2: the surface. We're like feral, yeah. right? Because again, society is built on productivity. And if 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 you're to be productive and, and, pro- and for me to profit from you, not only do I need you to not to know who you are, but I need you to follow my rules, and so I don't have time to sit down and be like, "Okay, honey, you know the cookie we can't have that right now, no, like i'm gonna do do as you're told. End of story. it's very for you
1: uh-huh. um, we we had an episode where we talked to kind of briefly actually we, we want to dive deeper into it, but about um what is it the gentle parenting style? Ah, uh, yes, yes, and that's very popular right now. How do you relate your parenting?
2: to it
1: that is- like is that like what, what you're into or yeah. you into I don't oh,
2: know. I, I, i've vacillated on the pendulum i started off very authoritarian 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 because i was proud like my daughter was like two years old and she would put her clothes she knew how to separate her clothes color and white mm-hmm. uh she knew where to put the shoes she's like i mean again very not proud of it but in the moment Oh, it fed my ego, you know, because people are like, wow, she's so well behaved. Um, She's terrified. So I went from that to then going into like, oh, wait, I'm I'm supposed to serve her. So then I went into like permissive territory. Right. Like, just go free, be a child. And so and then I went to the middle a little bit, which was more like, "Okay, let me give you boundaries, healthy boundaries. Right. And mind you, she was never in danger ages of this.
1: So what are the ages of the being more authority
2: when up until two <laughs> so up until two, then three, maybe three to seven okay,
0: well, three birds. It was
2: still in between then it was still like obviously your kid has to be safe, right? So like you still had a bedtime like it wasn't like rampant crazy sure, sure, sure. Type stuff. but like my daughter did gymnastics, right? I would let her use the back of the couch as her beam. So she could practice, you know? And yeah. like that would be a no no in a regular household. So yeah. I felt like, where well, you're a That's kid, crazy. I don't really care.
1: My be a no-no.
2: Right. <laughs> like, and I would let her, my daughter was always really creative. Like I bought her toys and stuff and she would just like use boxes instead. Or like she would wanna, like she's just creative by nature. That's who she is. And so I was like, okay, let her do her thing. Then it was after I sold my home. Then. Once I was like living with my mom, then all of a sudden it was more like, I think her criticism was more obvious to me living with her as an adult that I never knew that I too probably had, yeah, and so I started to dig into that right mm-hmm. like what am i really because criticism is rooted in fear, and then it's hidden as but I love you and I want the best for you yes. like, well, what is it that you're really trying to do here when you criticize your daughter what Instead of talking to her, like, what are you trying to really get her to get? And I was like, okay, cool. Got that. Then you need to model it. Right. Cause I'm learning during all this time about how you need a model to kids. Do you know that we actually don't like our brain doesn't get like theory or like, like, you know, the talk therapy, if you will, mm-hmm. until we're like 25. Cause our brain is not fully developed. Yes. Yeah. I was flabbergasted.
0: Well, because- you know, I was going to say that the thing with that is that's a lot of parents don't realize that. So, and, and this is with the gentle parenting and the conversation I was having with this gentleman, Keston, who does do that, that I feel like my parents failed at is, parents will often scold their children for things, not realizing that they cannot comprehend. Like, yes, you're a teenager, but you still can't fully understand what it's like to be in someone else's shoes. In theory, yes, because people tell you, imagine what it's like if someone did that to you, but you don't really get it. So when your parent is scolding you for things, it just turns onto you as like, I'm a bad person, what's with me? I'm not good enough, blasey, blasey, blasey. And it just
2: which I think is the wound that most of us have. That's why we feel yeah. inadequate. That's why we feel not enough. And here's the truth. Someone did it to them, right? right. Someone yeah. did it to them. They did it to us because, well, you need to survive in the world. So what am I going to let you do? Run amok? Like, no, like, how are you going to hold a job? How are you going to... So again, the guys here is that it's love, right? Right. Yeah. But I, I want to pause though, because
1: I, I do feel, and I'm going to be play devil's advocate, right. I do feel that, a hundred percent of this gentle parenting some of it is a little is and I don't even know the words for it you give me an example
2: of what of what you like what you're referring
1: to when you were saying that at that you know when you were doing the authoritative stuff and you know oh she's so well behaved or whatever and I, I and and you made a voice for the parent who was like oh like you know she did that out of fear. But was it out of fear because of how it was presented to her? I just. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It is. Are innately organized or don't like dirt on their hands or who, you know what I mean? So I just don't want, I just, um, I think there's a healthy balance with that whole gentle parenting thing. Like I still think it's super valuable to teach your kids stuff like that and to have, and for them to have, pride of of like I did this and like yes my you know my stuff is organized because though you need that to you need that for your future and you need that as an adult and a human. So I don't so I know maybe the way you presented it to her gave her fear, but I think that was a really good thing you taught your kid at a young age because and we've talked about this. I have a lot of friends who have children and like and you know I freaking I can't wait to be a mom who and I love kids but
0: their house is a tornado. It's a,
1: it's a hot fucking mess. Yeah. I'm just like what, what is happening? And then it's like this gentle
0: parenting and da, da, da. I was like, okay, like cool. But also, but you can, you like, can do it in a way. I'm sorry to cut you off, but like there's positive reinforcement. Right. So it's like, sure. you saying, it's almost like, look, I love animals. So to me, it's not an insult, but it's like a puppy, right? Like you can either give the dog a biscuit and it'll be like, yeah, I'll sit. Or you
2: can whack the shit out of them and they're doing it out of fear. So there's, yeah, two different ways. So, right. And whatever I say for, I always say this to anyone, always take every, anything from anyone, really like you are, your, like, I feel every person is the, like they are the CEO of their life. Right. So we're all little companies and you're the boss of your life. So I do think, and first of all, I also feel like kids, your kid chooses you. Right. Like in the, in the grand scheme of life, this is about expansion. And so everything in life is relational and your child chooses you for a reason. Right. And so to your point, it, gentle parenting to me is not, I think that's more permissive that you're looking into. Right. Cause gentle parenting says, I guess some people have called it gentle parenting. Right, but they're not doing gentle parenting, they're yeah. doing permissive. So that's what permissive is when the kid runs the house, okay? Mm-hmm. Gentle parenting is when the parent has the clear the vision and has holds boundaries, has expectations, but does not negate your humanity because mm-hmm. that is what the authoritarian for me parenting. Um, I think gentle parenting, honestly, is like authoritarian with permissive, but like humanity involved in it. Cause you have some like intelligence, of, right. Cause I if I would have treated my daughter, right. Really kind in the process and been patient with her. And sometimes it was like, she used to be, and she still is very uh, organized kid. She did feel happy to be like, look, I left my shoes there. And like, now we know where shoes are when we go out the house. So like that, that part of it wasn't bad. For me, and I, I'm accountable. I think that's that has also been a game changer. Is like if you're not ready for radical accountability, if you're still in blaming stage, which I understand too, because I think when you don't, when you need empathy and validation, you're you get stuck in the um in the like you know the victim mentality or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can just again, like I don't know, do people forget what it was like to be a kid? Because for me. For me, I feel like that saved me a little bit because I very much remember, but I also realized I was performing. So when I realized that I'm like, "Ooh, you're like, I, I I know when I perform, I was like acutely aware of that. Mm -hmm. It helped me to be like, take it back. Now, my humanity, in order to perform that way, my humanity got lost. So I had to almost relearn how to be human. And I'm still learning now. Vulnerability. I didn't know what the hell that was. Brandy. And so I'm grateful for that process because learning that, learning how to gentle parent, I automatically started gentle parenting myself because if I'm being compassionate and kind to my kid, when I make a screw up where I normally would have been like, you should have known better. You should have done. Blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like, Oh honey, it's okay. Look at you trying. Okay. Like I talk to myself, people laugh all the time, but I'll be cooking. Cause I really detest cooking. And And I'll be in there like, okay, what are we going to do? We're going to go in. And like anyone that walked in my house would probably think I'm a loony, but let me tell you, I feel great. (laughs) So think what you want. And so anyways, along the path, I think, I don't know how much you knew or not, Valerie, that Karina and I, my sister, we've never really gotten along. Yeah. All our opposites. She's super fun and light and airy and cool and beautiful. And I was like really deep and like, she would be like, Roxana, you intimidate people. You need to, you know, like (laughs) calm it down. And um, yeah, like going through this process of gentle parenting my kid. Now I'm indirectly, you know, as a result, reclaiming my humanity. I'm learning all these different things. I now realize, okay, how can I approach people through the lens of curiosity? Mm -hmm. And that is kind of what I do, even with my kid. Like if I think like, let's say she leaves a towel on the floor and she knows she's not supposed to do that. My first instinct, right? From my body, the body keeps the score. I want to be like, you know better, like come pick this up, what's your problem? But then I'll stop and I'm like, this is also what love is to me a little bit besides accepting someone, is thinking the best of them, Mm -hmm. right? And being like, hey, I know you know to put away the towel, but I see it's on the floor, like what happened? Like, is everything okay? Can I help you with something? Oh, mom, yeah, you know. And then I'm open to hearing her right. instead of scolding her. And then no matter what she says, now we're in a battle of who's right and who's wrong. I'm not interested in war. I'm okay. interested in relationship. I'm interested in holding grace for who you are. I'm interested in, in loving you when you are unlovable, right? Like my daughter has broken down before where she's like, Why are you hugging me? You shouldn't be hugging me. And I'm just like, because you're worthy of love at all times. And I will be here and anything that you need to break down, mommy got you. Mm -hmm. I got you. I can hold space for all of you. I love what
1: you said earlier about in the process of learning how to gentle parent your child, you learned how to gentle parent yourself. And I don't know if you, and I just, I want to like say that out loud because people talk about the, um, like going back to, and actually you'll probably say this better than I will, but um like your inner child and, and all that and and talking to that part of you and, and just hearing you say that makes so much sense on how you kind of talking back to baby Roxana and validating all those feelings and all those fears that she had and and allowing baby Roxana to be vulnerable is now helping you essentially you know, obviously with parenting, but even as an adult, and that's very hard to do. Like, and I just applaud you on being able to go through all those journeys and those different processes and then, and, and choose that. Because I think, I think that's the hardest part for people to, to, to see yourself and like, and like face those wounds or face those things that are just like, oh that part's ugly. Like, Oh, um, and then want to just be
0: better. Yeah. I actually have a question for you. Yeah. Um, I'm an only child and I always wanted to have a sibling. So I had somebody to talk to because of some of the tumultuous things I had in, I had in my home. However, I've had this conversation with someone else where no two people experience a situation the same mm-hmm. yes. because you just have two different brains right so between you and your sister and y'all have talked about this yeah and that's why i want to say like what kind of conversations have you had about because maybe you perceived mom and dad as scary authoritative and mean and she perceived them and that's why her personality might be a little bit more like let loose and be airy and mm-hmm. they were just doing their job you know so have you guys ever had that conversation
2: Leadership? We did so. I, you know, when I was like obsessed with the therapy thing, I was like, "We need to go to therapy. Let's go to therapy." And she, you know, <laughs> I didn't get it now. I think at the time she didn't know either. She would always kind of put it off, right? My sister's really intuitive. It's very interesting. I think that, um, again, this is not to blame anyone, but we grew up. There was, you know, foundation is manipul was manipulation and gaslighting, right, in the most loving way possible. But that's what the foundation was. So we had our own pain and i think that once we opened up the dialogue to be like well what did you experience mom and dad as and that's really what it was and then mm. as as she told me her version right and i told her mine we were both like oh god it was like alternate reality
0: yeah because it
2: really actually was a little bit of the opposite what happened was is that my sister was not the performer like she's not you're not going to manipulate her like she's like this is who I am I like to talk I like I'm curious but I like to keep it light and airy and fun mm-hmm. and my family was more rule oriented right they were more like performance and and religion and and so for me that was easier for me to understand because it was very like oh if I do this for mommy and daddy then I get that that made sense and then I was also really fucking lonely So my sister was able to connect with kids. This goes where the ASD diagnosis was very helpful for me because it's not like I didn't have friends, but I just didn't connect on a kid level. I actually connected with adults a lot better than I did children. But I learned that for adults to connect with them, you got to give them what they want Mm. and then they'll see you. And so my sister had kids. That that allowed her to be like, cool, my family's not ever going to give me what I need, but my friends do. So she kind of went down that path, right? Like prioritizing her friends and, you know, she had her share of like, figure it out yourself. That was painful too. But I don't think it came at it where she had to maybe discover and really validate herself. I don't think it came at the price of like, feeling like you don't fit in. Mm-hmm. So because I felt that I didn't fit in, it was like this beautiful box that someone has curated just for me. I think I can play that game. Let me get myself in there. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask you,
0: just for anybody who else yeah, I can speak English, anybody else who might be listening, what are some of the traits that might be Asperger's or ASD that
2: you're like, oh, okay, that could be me too? So dysregulation, which I think a lot of us have it, but even as a kid, you're extremely sensitive. Right. So I remember napping a lot when I was a kid, because I would just be overwhelmed by regular daily stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And it was like, I was, it was, I was constantly being told you're so lazy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're just lazy. You're not, you know, cause no one else is tired, but I'm exhausted because I, my brain is essentially always on go. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I loved pretend. I loved, um, the library i could also hold like my logic ironically enough was very developed that i could understand like i didn't really understand like social cues if that makes sense very well but i was really adept at observing and so my logic would put it was like a puzzle like i approached life through like everything was a puzzle so social cues really like like, I never understood. I still struggle with this, but I get it because someone explained it to me. Like, when people are like, hey, how are you doing? Why are we asking people what how they're doing when we don't really care? Because if someone were to really be like, actually, I had a horrible day. They're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, hold up there. And it's like, oh, it's just supposed to be to greet them. So, again, just kind of the social stuff was really off for me. Um the, getting just exo- again getting exhausted as a kid. Kids usually look forward to playing. For me, that was like petrifying because I'm like, can I get a book to read instead? Um, what else? What about now as an adult? Oh, I still well, struggle with it. Um, well, like, what are the traits? The traits that would oh, be? I think I think it's still very similar. It's very similar, um, which has been hard as a single parent because, like regular things right that would energize a parent like for me they exhaust me so I have to really everything and again very grateful still for my kid because everything for us is a negotiation so we start off with like um there's a theory that someone someone I followed I can't remember their name at the moment but it's called spoon theory right that people with ASD have a limited or a certain amount of spoons they start their day with And no matter what they do, like, for example, exercise, right? Like exercise energizes you. It wears me down. Mm -hmm. Like I require so much downtime just to like function as a regular person. So my daughter and I will talk about what are, this is how I learn about values, wants and needs. What are our core values, right? What are the things that are extra? If we get to them, that's great, but that's not really very important. And we figure out how do we create a win-win in our life? Mm -hmm. So you're getting your play time. You're getting your quality time. I'm getting my alone time. And that's very helpful because growing up, it was never like that. Mm -hmm. And so, again, even when I told my sister about it, right, my family, again, not their fault, but they were like, well, I don't know, like this ASD thing you're talking about, like, it just sounds like you're trying to use it as an excuse to not have to do things. Right. Mm -hmm. And then. Part of maybe because I was gaslit a lot as a kid, like as I'm learning about therapy, mental health, I now can hold space. It's my gray space. I call it for my reality, my truth, and then their reality and their truth, because they don't know vulnerability. So really what she wanted to say instead of like, oh, you're using as that is. I just wish I could play with you. I wish we could have fun together. And it hurts me that as my sister, I don't get to have that experience with you. And I wish there wasn't some other reason why. Another excuse as to why you can't be with me and have fun with me because it hurt me that I too didn't get to have the sister that I wanted to have fun with. Mm -hmm. So now when she says mean things, well, I perceive as mean, I'm like, Oh, you don't know how to be vulnerable. That's okay. And I get it. It's true. It is painful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we grew up like yourself, right? You think like, Oh, if you have a sibling, like it's going to be great. We both felt that we were alone.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: And so now I can hold space for both. So now instead of me being offended, I'm like, oh, I see what you really mean. I can hold space for her pain and then try my best, which is still difficult because we are very, you know, different. try my best to show up in ways that feel good to me. I never understood this concept that you get to show up for people in ways that feel good to you and, and in ways that they need as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we're meant to be used, but not abused. hmm. Like, it should be reciprocity. However, it's okay to live in reality and be like, maybe I can show up for her emotionally, right? But that's not a priority for her. A priority for her may be like fun and relaxation. Right. And that's okay. That means that I am not going to have a lot of her time. And right. where before I would be so wounded by that, because I'm like, why don't you see me and love me? I just love you so much, sister. That's <laughs> like, it's okay. Because that love that you have and who you are, Roxana, someone else needs that. So, so again, holding space for the reality of, I think I was trying to love everyone and it's manipulative. I didn't know that. I was trying to love their, their inner child so that then they could be like, oh, I'm safe. I'm great. I can love you too, Mm Roxana." But I didn't know I was doing that. Mm-hmm. So I and, and me, my like we've had so many arguments about this where I would like show up for her and help her with her son and all this stuff. Again, that's not a value to her because she has community. So I'm like, well, why don't you appreciate it? Well, because it's manipulative, first of all, right? But also because that's not what she needs. What she needs is for her sister to go on a trip to Paris with her and have fun and stop being, you know, so psychological. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, Um,
1: what's so interesting about all of that, again, I go back to just like the journey, I'm curious as to how long, and obviously we're always growing and we're always learning and, 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 and getting better, whatever better is to each of us, but how long do you think it's been since that like initial aha moment to where you are now with like being able to see yourself in a different way. And, and what I, one of the things, and and you said it the last time we talked when we were home and I've actually, the curiosity thing I love, and I am a curious person and I love that about you. Um, but when you were saying, and this is difficult for me, the being able to, when somebody is, um, not, you're not really seeing eye to eye being able to be like, Oh. That's okay. You're just having trouble being Dude, vulnerable. That's I hard. Can't. You for that because <laughs> I'm like
0: my feelings are hurt. Like I just don't understand. You don't want to go to a hike with me? Like why? It's nature. It's outdoors. Like I have this with my person where he's yeah. like, he's like my feet hurt. I was standing all day. I know, but it's me. Like you should want to spend time with me. And
2: nature is healthy. Yeah. I don't love nature the way you do. You and so love I love that. Way. I feel jealous about you with that, Allie, because I honestly wish that that's another thing. When we were talking about the ASD, thank you, bringing that up. It's almost like we feel things intensely, but we resort to logic. So like intensely, I could feel something, but then my logic is like, oh, but you don't feel that. So that's okay. Like, like I can't, it's, it's really weird. It's almost like, I can't feel my feelings strong enough if they're invading in your personal space. If, if my, my, my reality affects your reality, then, and I don't know, is it cause I need connection? So I like, again, cause I was lonely for so long. Like, do I have to psych? I don't know guys. I don't know. Like, do I psychologically go there because I just, I'm like the pain of being separate is too big. Mm-hmm. I don't know of uh, what, what I do know is that I decided I'm like with relationships, you either want a relationship, you either want to be right or you want to be in relationship and you need to pick one. Yeah. And that's, and
1: that part's so hard, but I love that you and Karina got to that point. And then, like you said, you are, you're still obviously different and stuff like that. But, um, I love to see that the evolution of your relationship, um, the evolution of any relationship and obviously siblings and family mm-hmm. is and friendships too. Like it's all it's all so difficult, right? Because we're all going through so much stuff, you know? And but I've loved to see that because it's it's cool and then and, and cool is, feels like and, such a, and it's so funny that you say that too,
2: because opposites attract. Like I, as a friend, like if I was next to Ali Kona, I would want to be her friend because she's so like she's so in tune with her feelings. And the fact that you like, let's say you and I are friends and you're like, rock, let's go hiking. And I'm like, no, my feet hurt. And the fact that your response would be that, like, and my daughter's like that. That's why I love her. Oh, my gosh. she's So awesome. She will straight up tell me, I don't like when you talk to me like that, but I really wanted to go to do that. And that really disappointed me. Like I, again, because it's what I lack. I have so much admiration. Like, I'm like, oh my God, the way that you can just be with yourself and your feelings, that's so beautiful. <laughs> like, I'm so jealous. Yeah. Like, I'm like, may I one day be able to be like that? Because for me, I feel like what I did was, like, I love TV because those were my friends growing up. Yeah. Um, and like, I lived vicariously through characters because I couldn't be in my feelings. I didn't know how to express it. Yeah. And so I think that's beautiful how you can be that, like, ah, oh, I'm so jealous. So beautiful. Yeah. A lot of us, like, it's like the curse
1: with yes. being, tapping into your emotions. It's
0: it's helpful for our, our job. job. But it's funny, too, because it's like you cry. So you're like, I'll be telling Val something about something that happened to me. And she gets watery-eyed. I'm like, what that happened to me?
2: <laughs> I know, but- <laughs> That's empathy. Right. And so that's the same thing. Like I remember as a little kid, right. Cause we were in church and everything. Like I was sensitive. I was empathetic. I still was kind of bold because I didn't really know how to lie very well. If that makes sense. Like I would just be like, that doesn't make sense or that, you know, yeah. um, and that I would pray like, God, please take away love from my heart. Because for me, I that's probably again the like and the love when I know your soul and I'm already like by nature I don't really care what not that that does not to say that I don't care what you do because that's really cool but I want to know about you tell me your story tell me about your dreams tell like that is how I like to connect with people yeah. and that's very scary for most people so like small talk oh my god please no 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 <laughs> small talk yeah even though now I, I respect small talk because I understand its purpose I didn't before right and so. Again, the construct of how we connect as a society, which is like, oh, I do this, or here's my, you know, Lola, like that never made sense for me because I'm like a grandma in my heart. And so when I was little, uh, uh, being the mama bear, I wanted to know your story. I wanted to be there with you. I want like, I too, like yourself Val. I mean, my daughter laughs at me now. She's like, mom, really? Like, she'll look over. I will cry for any, I used to cry watching the news. <laughs> And so I was just so burdened, right, by the pain that existed in the world Mm -hmm. without understanding that we're like Earth is also a school. So we're all here to grow, to expand, to develop and and understanding that how you do that is by being actually how you are, Ali Kona, tapping into your truth, because otherwise you're mismanaging your energy. Mm -hmm. Do I can I love everyone, which is really accepting them? That's what real love is and not like them. Like that feels a lot better than oh my god the burden of like having to carry everybody's load. No, that's not that's not healthy. And I think
1: it's really important to say that in the approach of I love you I don't have to like you is is the boundary setting has to be very prominent, very bold. Very clear in relationships um, because people like you, you know, or, you know, who feel hard and deep, you know, sometimes um, those people get taken advantage of by Mm. the people who can see that in them. Yeah. um, Which is, you know, tricky because those people who are very nice and giving all the time and empathetic and loving and understanding and then, and I see you and I hear you, okay you know, that's cool. I get it. You're, you're having a hard time being vulnerable or whatever. And even you too, you too, Roxana, um, you people like, and because I'm, I feel like I'm a little more like, fuck that shit Yeah. because of my experience at this point in my life. (laughs) I'll be like, girl, okay. Yes. You, your heart is fucking huge. And I love that you're so empathetic and I love that you're so forgiving, but also like, fuck them, you know? Yeah. yeah, But I think, and I don't know if maybe it's... How do you get that balance? You know, that's tricky.
2: Like, I went from being you when I was younger, right? Like, very, very much like, oh, no, no nonsense, right? I wasn't that when I was younger. I was people pleaser. Well, I was the opposite then. So when I was younger, I was was very no-nancy. And then I became more of a people pleaser, right? Because I was like, oh, I, I clearly am doing everything wrong. This is not right. And then but it's, this is really ironic of uh, the person that I came to realize I was friends with this person for years and having a conversation one time, so grateful to them because they said to me, they were like, you know, people that I'm sure it wasn't his words it's someone else is out there, but people that have a big heart have to have boundaries and have to have clarity in what they want and need, because That's- if not, they become doormats because rarely does, if you're a giver, rarely does a taker stop when he's benefiting from you, right? Yeah. And so it was funny because he was one of the people that was kind <laughs> yeah. of, you know, that situation. I, again, I, I, like, everything's like a puzzle. Very yeah. much like, think of, like, Elementary, if you guys ever saw that show. um, The guy that does uh Sherlock Holmes, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So... I look at everything from multiple perspectives, which is also why I like film, because I like seeing like, how did the director figure the the angles and all that? But anyways, going off a tangent. So <laughs> the point is that I'm so grateful because I don't think part of me not validating my experience, right? So like the fact that you can tap into like how you feel, like that's so fucking beautiful because now with you knowing what you feel, you know what you need, what you value and what you don't want. Yeah. Right. And so now you get to be like, I can accept someone that's over there. That's maybe a little, you know, abrasive in their approach, but that's not for me. What I like is empathy and kindness. So I can still accept AKA love that person. You on fire. Here's a little water, baby, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. I don't have to go and save you or I don't have to show up for you in the way that, because there may be even to people, you know, that are very empathetic, there may be a little bit of like, I think pain makes you empathetic mm-hmm. and so you think to yourself like shit i know what it feels like to be abandoned i know what it feels like to be alone i i want to help right we're helpers we're givers mm-hmm. givers need givers pouring back in mm-hmm. and if someone can't give that's okay that's their journey they're on another journey but you got to know when to unsubscribe yeah unsubscribe sure. to us you know yes <laughs> therapist. um so i think learning that right was so big because i never understood again being raised immigrant and, and christian and all this like it was always about giving give first give 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 endlessly well i'm not the endless well that's jesus you can go find you know whomever you like right i now get to be very clear about what i need in my life i didn't have that before mm-hmm. i'm still learning that and it's funny you say like. Um... And I don't know how much I had told
0: you, but I had reconnected with somebody that I knew in the past that did screw me over. Um, and it was somebody I was romantically involved with. And he's on his journey of discovery of I was acting out of trauma and I need to fix myself. Yeah. And so, um, but one of the things he had said to me, he was like, A, first of all, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry I didn't love you the way you deserve to be loved mm-hmm but I was busy trying to get love from everybody else. Cause no matter wow. what I did, my cup couldn't get full. So I was just constantly trying to take from people to feel something. Yes. Yes. Um, but he was like with you and we're candid. Cause it's in the past and it's fine. I have love for him. But he was like, it was just easy to take from you. He's like, you didn't have boundaries. And Mm -hmm. I said, no, because I was insecure and I needed love. So I allowed people to do whatever and stick around because you were giving me intention. You made me feel like I was important and the only girl in the world. And he was like, yeah, but that was my superpower. Mm -hmm. I knew how to do that to women to get what I needed from them. And you were giving me what I needed, which is to feel special and important. And I saw it and I took advantage of you and I knew I was doing it. And now as an adult, I am so sorry. But it's crazy to have somebody sit there and tell you to your face,
2: wow, easy,
0: because I knew you didn't have any boundaries.
2: Right. Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, that's amazing that he even was able to say that and come back, right? Because he moved on.
0: Yeah, he
2: could have moved on and been like, "Oh well, it is what it is. It's in the past." But that opportunity for growth for yourself too. And honestly, like, I think that's a lot of us. Like, there's because again. We were not raised with our humanity in mind that was not the first thing in our parents thought process it was survival or at least let my child make something of themselves in this world I we we all do it and again polarity so if you are empty I'm going to go to someone that looks like they have a full cup but really we're also empty a little bit because we're lonely mm-hmm. we just want to love on you please don't leave me please don't abandon me yes. like the 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 anxious person is going to overgive and then get resentful. And then the avoidant doesn't want to like receive even because then what if I get so used to it and then it's gone? Yeah. And So understanding all of that, right? Like That's it's exactly. so helpful for where are my areas of opportunity and then where can I be honest with myself? Let me tell you something with mm-hmm. feminism. Like I grew up in the era of, you know, Miss Independent, Beyonce, whoop, whoop, and my mom always telling us like, don't you depend on a man? But then, like, where's the room maybe for people that I hate to admit it, but maybe deep down, like, maybe I just wanted partnership and I did want to be married. And maybe my husband handles the household. but I love him and respect him and care for him. And he pours into me and I pour into him and I just have my little online business. And then I get to have fun and pour into my community and have animals on a farm like that. I think. What we should be advocating for, even though I think this is really what they meant to advocate for, it's not this, ooh, superwoman, you know, whoop, whoop, that's great if that's who you are, more power to you, but really about truth. Can you connect with what you, who who am I, what makes me feel happy, and in what ways do I want to contribute in this life? Right. Who, who I am, which is being able to be empathetic, to have someone break down very much like yourself. I am like, I love being a cheerleader. I love to see people win. Like, oh my God, it just excites me. My daughter makes fun of me. Cause like there'll be people on TV that won. And I'm like, whoa, get it girl. She's like, you don't know them mom. I'm like, but I do in my heart. Yeah, <laughs> um, like there's a place for that especially in the world where it stands today. And, but if the world tells you that that doesn't matter and now I'm puppeting in another way to be seen because nobody cares about the cheerleader or the moms of the world, but they all matter. We all matter in our own truth, whether that's because I want to be a fucking boss and you know, whatever chick, or I want to be a great stay at home mom that has a soft, gentle life.
0: Right.
2: There is no right or wrong. There's just, what's your truth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you access your truth.
1: Yeah, yeah, and be and be okay with that, and and not feel like it isn't enough, you know, for somebody else's standards,
0: right?
1: <laughs> yeah, I am so thankful for your time and your vulnerability with us. Um, you were earlier, you were saying something. We always um, we're way over our time, but I was just like, yeah, we're gonna, awesome. this is gonna be a double episode. Yeah. <laughs> But I, and I'm sure you've uh, heard this, but I love this quote. I've like put it on my Instagram before, but it's maybe the journey isn't so much about becoming anything. Maybe it's about unbecoming everything that isn't really you. And I freaking love that. And it just, it's not even the quote that I had picked out for our episode. I had something else picked out. And then as we were uh, talking, I, you might've seen me y'all. Yeah. Don't think I was being rude. Y'all. I was trying to find this quote. Um, and it's so perfect for our conversation and for everything that I do really feel like is life. It's like unbecoming all those attachments and those labels and all that shit that religion our parents society has put upon us
2: um yeah, so that is that is what it is I think that's what mental health is about. I think it's about learning I think the more we can access our truth as painful as it can be right, but do it in a healthy way with boundaries and understanding how to vulnerably communicate. Um, I think when you start there, then you can build healthy community. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes we were raised the opposite where it's like, think of the collective, right? Cause you don't want to be selfish. No, like it's actually manipulative to do it the other way around. It's healthy to be grounded and centered in yourself. So then, you know, how do I want to contribute and show up in society and build those communities that are really based on, on who you are.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: I love
2: yeah.
0: you. Well, you know, say thank you. I mean, I feel like you've shared so much. I love you. I
2: want to give you a big old hug. Ali Couldn't you remind me of my daughter. I ah, just love you. I love it. Oh, my God. So it's- beautiful. And it's so funny because, like,
0: usually I am a chatty Kathy. Like, I talk a lot on this podcast. But for the most part, I've been like, oh. <laughs> I told her, like you know, she's like, I, you know, because we have talked
1: about, obviously, Karina. I'm your or whatever. And I was like, don't worry. I was like, we've had all these conversations and I've obviously been like, I've just been wanting you on the podcast because you. You. you obviously are um, just great to talk to you. Great conversation. And obviously so much insight. Um, and I, t- I
0: guess uh, i like, now, you know, like this is yeah. why I was like, well, cause I'm like, what doing? are we talking about? Cause I knew about your sister. And then she's like, no, Roxana, she's done this. And I was like, I don't know anything. Okay. And I was
2: like, we're going to go with it. It it." has been so wonderful. Hopefully I can get out to California one of these days. You ladies. And when
1: you do your show, we want to be on your show. Yes, I want to have you back. I want to, um, because there's definitely different topics that I would want to like fine tune and, and be a little bit more specific with and dive deep, um, with you in other episodes. Um, but this was such a good umbrella, a good introduction to Roxana yes. for everybody who's listening and um andor watching. Um so we'll have her back on. And if um yeah, and if you have any and something like you know what I want to dive a bit deeper into this uh she's yes. an amazing
0: singer too by the way Ooh, y'all we didn't good. even touch yes she can see sing. Wait, hold on hold on because okay because sometimes when I do the intros I'll rap and I'll sing and it's very bad so I'm gonna let you do our
2: outro oh that's oh, yeah. pretty- oh, don't put me on the spot don't put me- I- I- <gasps> like you're a paid therapist <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Oh yes. My I'm, not, I'm not there yet, but hold on. I'm going to try, okay? Because this is this is okay. This is diving into the deep end. Yes. So, what are we doing? So, you no. Oh, Valerie, no. I'm scared. <laughs> 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 you don't know, have to do it. <laughs> did you hear me? Sing?
0: I mean, come on now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Anything could be better than that.
2: I don't know. No. no. I think Ali... Ali has to take, Shelly Corner's gonna take this one because guys, I wasn't ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> Adios, and like your beautiful voice. Adios, I love you girls. I'm so glad that I was able to meet you. I know I have a lot to talk about when it comes to the mental health space. So hopefully yeah. I will get my podcast up and rolling and yeah, I would love to- talk to you guys and come on there as well to talk about like your background, you know, like going deeper. I love that you mentioned that you were an only child, mm-hmm. Um, you know, Val's experience. As much as I've known you, like I didn't know you were doing sales, door, door-to-door door sales. That's freaking exciting. Like Who goes door-to-door selling knives? Like That's now right. That would never happen. <laughs> like you want to buy a knife? Like what the hell? That's amazing. But I do, I would love to get, you know, deeper just because I think that like our story matters, you know? Like when we're able to share those parts of ourselves, it just allows someone else to, you know, to be like, wow, I'm not alone. Yeah. That's what this journey is all about. Like, we're not alone in this, we're Literally in it together.
1: Of this podcast is like bringing light to these kind of conversations to real life experiences, to women bonding and men. We have a couple men come yeah, on, the, yeah, on the podcast. Yeah. Shout out to y'all too. <laughs> so thank you. I love you. Um,
2: adios. 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 She's so fun. I need some of that energy. Oh my God. I love it. Bye, Bye. girls. Bye. Love you. Bye. <laughs>